there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I'm Andrew Saltmarsh. I am Luke. And I'm Cam Smith. One one name. Yeah, I thought I'd try the one name this time. What do you think? All right. Fine. Fine. Let's do that again. I'm Salt. Yeah. Hey, here we go. I'm Camelama Ding Dong. And we've got Robbo here. What are we uh what are we talking today, Cam? This is you, you came you brought this one to the table. Well, we're recording this on Good Friday. Yep. So today's gonna be our Easter special. Matters of the uh, the Middle East, yep, and Jesus, some Jesus conspiracies as well. But I we I thought we'd start with Syria. Yes. So there's been <laughs> less kind of festive than the Easter celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get serious with Syria. Okay. So there have been some conspiracy theories flying around in the past week or so mm. about Syria and about the uh, chemical gas attack, the sarin gas attacks in Idlib, in Syria. Uh, which was supposedly done by the Assad regime. What do, you, what do you mean supposedly? Well, this is the thing. Are so, you saying this could be a false flag? This is what people have been saying. And I, well, I first saw this on the uh, the blog of Scott Adams, yep. the Dilbert guy. Yep. You're known for his whimsy yeah. and hot takes on alt-right politics. Is he known for his whimsy? Well, Dilbert's pretty whimsical. Whimsical no, take on office it's humor. It's not whimsical. Mm, I don't think I've ever laughed at a Dilbert strip. <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed it a bit. Well, I used to until I found out he was an alt-right monster. It's, well, he, <laughs> he wasn't always an alt-right monster. Okay. He's just, his brain just got cooked somewhere. It's because he hasn't worked in an office for so long. He needs to get back into that cubicle life. Yeah, he lost touch with his core like audience subject matter. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing. I don't – like I haven't read Dilbert for a while. Mm. But, when you know, when I read Dilbert, I was like, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. Bloody bosses don't understand project management. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that one guy that you don't know what they do. Yeah. It's like, is he still doing that or is it now all just crazy? No, he's still doing that. I think, like I've seen some recent ones and, yeah, their uh, current takes on humorous office situations. Is he hooking into Agile? Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's Agile stuff in there. Like it's very like. You get like a whole week just out of waterfalls. Definitely. Yeah. But I, if he's out of touch now, is it just still not all about faxes? No, no, it's it's pretty, pretty up, jokes. up to the date. <laughs> up to the date, up to date. Uh, from what I've seen. I have to replace the bloody thermal tube in my fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I first saw this on Scott Adams' blog, which is no place to find out about news. Why are you reading Scott Adams' blog? I mean, I, I guess, sorry, why are we reading any of this garbage? Carry on. Uh, well, I saw the words false flag flow through my feet and I was like, oh, I wonder if I should read this because I do a conspiracy podcast yeah, yeah. with a cool dude and a jerk. Yeah, salty. <laughs> so I read it and basically the conspiracy theory, and this has like gone around that alt-right sort of scene and sort of some slightly more mainstream neocon sort of scenes yep. and also like the Russians, <laughs> like Putin was putting forward some of these. So basically the idea is why would Assad drop chemical weapons on this area mm. when he knows that the last time he used chemical weapons against Syrian civilians uh, resulted in, you know, bombing, like airstrikes mm-hmm. against his stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it would just be suicidal for him to do it, mm. but it would be, you know, more logical mm. if someone else had done it to frame Assad mm. and to kick off some sort of conflict. Because before that, everyone in the West thought Assad was a pretty stand-up guy. Yes. <laughs> and would have been completely anti anything, any military strikes. And now this one more tag after a, a years of them, yep. <laughs> that's the one that they're going to set up to fake. Yeah. So the thing is people are like Assad wouldn't do this because he knows what will happen. But people who are familiar with the situation are like, this is entirely consistent with what he's been doing. And also Donald it, Trump had said he won- wouldn't take – military action against Syria. Yeah. And he's said that numerous times. Anyone that reads Twitter would have seen many, many retweets of him saying, going into Syria is the stupidest thing you could do, Obama, you idiot. Yeah. Don't even do that. <laughs> no, like only an idiot would do that. So, but the other thing is, so people are saying, oh, someone, so one of the theories is that it's been, someone else has done it. Yep. There's a theory that uh, it was, the Syrians were just doing a normal bomb. Yeah. And they just happened to hit a whole bunch of sarin gas and it's just gone up in the air. Dope. <laughs> uh, can I debunk that one? Yeah, go on. Uh, well, that's not how sarin gas works. Yeah, it's just no. not how sarin gas works. They were, they were doing some fracking yeah. and just accidentally bloody... They just had all out. this sarin gas lying in barrels in a factory yeah. and they got hit with a bomb. And the other theory is, and this was sort of what Scott Adams, I don't know if he out and out said it, but he was like, oh, I'm just asking questions. And it's like, how is there so much footage of this supposed attack? questioning whether it even happened or if mm. it's just sort of been made up with actors. Yeah, okay. And it's like, why is there so much footage of this like tiny little province in Syria? It's like, well, it's 2017. They have phones in Syria too. It's also that part is where a lot of journalists are at the moment, I think. Like that's where relatively safe for journalists to be operating. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but everyone has a phone. Yeah, he's like, has he's like, well, what if they? So what if they all have phones? Wait, what are they going to do? Get out like the the little briefcase you have to carry around with it? <laughs> <laughs> How are they faxing this to us? I don't get it. One of the things I read about the Syria and phones was throughout the the last what, eight years of war, they've or bombing and, and strikes. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, most of the population, or a lot of the population, has switched to satellite phones in order to to get around networks being knocked out and power being out and all this kind of a thing. So, yeah, getting information out is, you know, people have worked out that 
or people are using alternative methods to get information like that out. The other thing I saw, so when I was looking into this, I was like, I discovered that people think that even the white hats, that like the... Uh, oh, yeah. The aid workers. Yeah. Yeah, like the civil, like uh, first aid guys. Yeah. Even though they are supposed, there's a huge conspiracy about them. Yeah. Being a secret like Al-Qaeda propaganda unit. Yeah. What's under those hats? <laughs> Just Gas cylinders. <laughs> yeah, the same ones they put in the planes yeah. for the chemtrails. So <laughs> Doff their hat. Oh, oh. <laughs> You saw, I think you found like a really stupid version of this, which was that they did like a mannequin challenge. Oh, yeah. So that's that's one that gets trotted out so frequently where they set up a, a mannequin challenge, which for people that aren't aware, it's the thing on the internet where you pose all still and then the camera moves around you so it looks like you're all mannequins. Yeah. I think to the music of Ray Shremid was quite popular there for a while. Right. Black Beatles was the song. It's a pretty good song. Anyway, they didn't use the song, but they were posing like they were rescuing someone, but they were frozen while a camera moved around them. And, yeah, people were using that as evidence that the, they were staging rescues. Yeah. Or that they were see they were too busy doing a mannequin challenge for lols while doing this rescue. Yeah. So they don't yeah. really care about this person. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that, no, they made it and intentionally released it because it was a thing and that person wasn't actually hurt. Yeah. And like it was two people when they got, I think, reprimanded for doing it. Like but the, oh, who reprimanded them? Like, I don't know. I mean, their boss. Uh, <laughs> the, I, the boss was like, "What are you doing? Doing the white hat thing, raising awareness?" Yeah, you didn't use Black Beatles. That's not a, an official, yeah. <laughs> an official mannequin challenge. Are people looking at like the Black Lives Matter mannequin challenges and being like, "Oh no, cops don't shoot anyone." You can, you can <laughs> see, look at look at this one. Um. And there's quite a few photos that people say are staged that like I don't ever see these photos. The only time I see these photos is when they're used in context of, hey, look, they're staging these photos. Yeah. No one's using those photos as evidence of horrible things happening from the Assad regime. Yeah. They're just grabbing random photos and saying, hey, this is evidence that they're being staged. So I don't know where a lot of these photos actually come from. Yeah. Uh, And again, it's kind of that's – this handful of photos is the main pieces of evidence anyone has to things being staged when everyone else that's looking at it is going, well, there's all this evidence that he's a monster. Mm. So we'll just run with all the evidence, not these random photos. On the other hand, Mm. there's also the theory that Assad's actually a really nice guy Mm. and that uh, everyone else is the monster. Uh, which has uh, been being pushed lately by uh, a group of academics from Australia. Really? A little bit of a local angle. Can I, before you get into that one, because I feel like it's going to be a richer vein than what I'm about to say. Yep. Uh, there was a photo that popped up on the Reddit conspiracy forum today of Assad and his wife. Yeah. She's very attractive looking, wearing a, a nice dress. And someone said, like the comment was, this was Syria before the war. You know, it doesn't look so brutal or like, um, you know, Islamic or whatever. It's like, what is this evidence of that yeah. he's got an attractive wife? I don't get this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. So there's this group of academics in Sydney who are like really pro Assad. Mm. And it's interesting to like, you read some of the interviews with their guys. There's this one guy, Tim Anderson, and you read interviews with him, and he's like, everything, like anyone who is anti Assad is, you know, just like, in the pocket of the US or whoever to spread all of these lies. It's like, look, there's no, there's not really a good side in the Syrian civil war. Yeah. Like there's some 
Syrian rebels who are not ISIS or Al Qaeda, but they are definitely in the minority. If you have to pick a side, which we do, yeah, do we? Yes, as in us? No. Well, let me make my point. <laughs> okay. If in the year 2017, when everyone has to have an opinion on everything, yeah. you feel like you have to pick a side in the Syrian civil war, yeah, you like your only choice is the ones who aren't going to win it, like the couple of rebel, like the minority of rebels who are not ISIS or Al Qaeda. Yeah. So that's tough for you. <laughs> I could. I might suggest that you don't have to pick a side in everything. Yeah. The it's not like the, it's not like the footy. It's not it, like world super coach. <laughs> it's a, yeah one of those classic cases of like, yeah, this the US are definitely not innocent of funding some pretty terrible things happening there, but there are so many grey areas that yeah, you know, we can come down in favour of not using chemical weapons. Right. Yeah, if you were doing World Supercoach and you were following your heart, you'd get owned. You'd yeah. be like, these guys are not handling the ball nearly <laughs> enough. <laughs> They're not getting enough touches. The interesting thing about this Tim Anderson guy, besides his boring Assad opinions, is that he got arrested for doing the Hilton bombing. What is the Hilton bombing? The Hilton bombing was a, the, a bomb went off outside the Hilton Hotel in Sydney in February 1978 and it is one of the – I think it's one of the biggest Australian conspiracies that's probably up there with Port Arthur hmm. in terms of things. It was one into oh, – it's really annoying until probably uh, this weekend. It was probably the craziest thing that I believed might actually be a conspiracy. <laughs> until this weekend? Yeah, well. Hello. I, I, asked, I asked a proper terror researcher guy about it. Yeah. And I was hoping he'd be like, yeah, yeah, obviously it was a conspiracy. Yeah. But he gave me this alternate uh, theory that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Are we doing this now? All right. Well, let's just talk. Shall we this just, is great. Shall we just talk about the Hilton bombing conspiracy? Yeah. Hang on. Which which one are we saying? Which one are you saying? You're saying you're pro Hilton bombing or pro Syria false flag? <laughs> I, no, I believed in the, in the, the Hilton bombing could have been a conspiracy. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's do this then. So, is it, or is this worth a full show? Let's just do it now. Okay. So February 78, uh, a bomb goes off outside the Hilton Hotel. It's the, you know, Chogham? Yep. There was the there was a Chogham meeting happening there. What is that? Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting? Yeah. It was yeah. the first Chogham meeting. It was the, it was the Chogram. Chogram. The Commonwealth Heads of Government regional meeting, Ooh. which was a regional offshoot of the biennial meeting of the heads of government from across the Commonwealth of Nations. So basically um, there was a bomb in a bin and it went off and it killed two garbage guys and one cop. And what happened is that, uh, well, what happened to Tim Anderson is that this guy called Richard Seary went to the cops, went to the New South Wales Special Branch and he was like, I volunteer to be an informant. And I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and they're like, "Yep, no worries, that's fine." You seem like you're fairly you're fairly cogent. What what qualifications did he have for such things? I don't know really. Okay, okay. An informant, as in a snitch, or like an informant, as in a like a sounds like snitch. I think he was like gonna he was gonna go like go undercover, okay, and like work it out. So. At first Man, he, the 70s were a bloody different time, weren't they? Yeah, he'd just rock up and go, yeah. I'll go undercover. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got this. He'd been in the Hare Krishnas. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And 
<laughs> and his thing, the first thing he came to the cops and told them was, oh, I reckon this was some Hare Krishnas. Because there was like, um, I think it was the- <laughs> Disgruntled Hare Krishna by the sound of it. There was like the Indian Prime Minister was there. And so the theory, they, they were like, come back to us when you've got something besides the Hare Krishnas. Yeah. We know how delicious their cheap food is. Yeah. We know they just love to we, dance. We were students once. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, all right, how about this? It was the Ananda Naga, which was a Indian, it's like a Hindu sect, and their leader in India had been arrested. So there was a lot of repression against this sect in India. The Indian prime minister or president or whoever was here for the meeting, and so he was supposed to be the target, and it was you know getting back at him for arresting their leader. So... Tim Anderson was in this Ananda Naga sect in Australia. Mm. Uh, I don't think they – I think they arrested a couple of people but they couldn't make anything stick at the time. Then a few years later another guy was like, oh, yeah, Tim Anderson paid me to do it. And Tim Anderson ended up going to jail for about a year. And then he was let out because the judge was like, hang on, you need to mention to the jury that your main guy telling you all this is nuts. Right. So he got out. But the conspiracy, here's the conspiracy. So there was a bunch of weird stuff relating to it. Uh, On the Wikipedia page for the bombing, it's a little odd because normally the conspiracy section of a incident is really short. Yes, it's like an afterthought. This is longer than the rest of it. Right. (laughs) So um, there there were cops around the building the entire time that the bomb would have had to have been planted. So, like, someone would have had to have gone past cops to put a bomb in the bin. Mm. Uh, The driver of the truck said that – the garbage truck said the bins would normally be emptied several times a day, but the cops were like, you can't come through and empty these bins. Mm. Guys, there's bloody Chogramon. We can't Mm. have anyone messing with these bins. Uh, They didn't search the bin for bombs, which is, like, fairly standard practice. Although I think maybe it was after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a uh, army dog handler who said his dogs could smell like even a small amount of explosives and he said they were supposed to be used for this event mm. but they got uh, called off just before it. Right. Uh, this is the bit that like really made me sus. Uh, immediately afterwards all of the truck, like the garbage truck that got to blown up. So, so what happened is the bin was emptied into the garbage truck. Mm. It did like the compacting thing mm. and it went off. Okay. So the entire truck and all the bomb fragments were immediately uh, dumped at an unrecorded location. Okay. <laughs> so they didn't do any forensic stuff on it. Some guy called William Reeve Parker provided a stat deck that an army officer had admitted to him that he planted the bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the officer in charge of police immediately after the bombing, Inspector Ian McDonald, claimed there'd been a cover-up. <laughs> so it gets as you go along, you're like, all right. Uh, the former Attorney General of New South Wales, Frank Walker, not Frank Walker's National Tiles, mm. and uh, Gareth Evans, Senator, mm. had been told by a CSIRO scientist that uh, ASIO had pressured him to make two fake bombs. They were not designed to explode but could do so in a garbage truck compactor and that was a week before the bombing. Okay. <laughs> Why would you make a fake bomb that's not made to explode but would if you compacted it? Yeah. Well, I guess it, was it seems really specific. Why doesn't not it? just get some red wood and tape an alarm clock to it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Write bomb on it. And write bomb on it. <laughs> or a bowling ball with some string. Yeah. Sparkler. Yeah. Sticking out of it. 
The principal private secretary of a federal senator was told that the bomb squad was waiting nearby at this early hour of the morning. Mm. Although it's like the bomb squad guys are just cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they're on call. Yeah. And it was in the CBD and there was a major event happening. Yeah. Probably some guys you want to have at least on hand. Uh, But the government would not permit anyone from the bomb squad to be called as witnesses to the inquest. Okay. Uh, A Sergeant Horton said that he saw an an occurrence pad entry. I guess it's like a a notepad that notes occurrences. Oh, yep, yep. uh, That showed the warning call was received at 12.32, eight minutes before the bomb exploded. Hmm. All right, whatever. Eight minutes back in 78 is probably not that much out for two yeah, clocks to you, be, right? You don't, not everyone has their bloody phone hooked up to the Vodafone network. Yeah. Or Telstra. It could be Telstra. Telecom in 78. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah. But, and basically the- so, so a guy that is a peddler of that conspiracy- Yeah. Or no, sorry, went to jail over that- Yeah. Is now in favour of the Syrian false flag yeah. conspiracy. Okay. And so the the reason that like the motive for it was supposedly well basically this is not that big a conspiracy that this was going to happen there was about to be a massive inquiry into the New South Wales police and that didn't happen because this happened that that's true but the idea of them setting off a bomb and killing a cop to stop that happening is the conspiracy theory right but yeah there would have been a massive inquiry into the New South Wales police that would have found heaps of dodgy shit. Anyway, I asked a proper guy. Okay. How do you know these proper guys? Just a contact? Yeah, just a contact. I asked a senseman. Mm-hmm. I said, senseman. Wait, what is sense? As in he's got common sense? Yeah, he's got common sense. He's it's a, a senseman. Sensi- okay. He's a sensible terraman. Okay. Counter terraman. He's a terraman. Sen- no, carry on. I said, look, what do you reckon about the Hilton bombing? He's like, oh, there's this book that this woman wrote where she goes really in depth and like interviewed everyone in the world and did all this, you know, really close forensic investigation of the whole thing. And the conclusion of that book was that it probably was the Ananda Naga, Hmm. but it definitely wasn't Tim Anderson. Hmm. Okay. Like he got totally dudded on it. He was a patsy. He was a patsy. Well, yeah. So that she pins it on some other Ananda Naga guy who now lives in Israel and he's like out of the picture. But, uh, yeah, Tim, basically the cops were like, oh, it's an Ananaga, and they're like, well, let's wrap this up quick. <laughs> Using uh, some of our classic New South Wales police 1978 yeah. corruption. 70s police cor- corruption. Uh, okay, so Syria. Yeah. Let's get back to Syria. So that guy, what's he saying about Syria? He says that the White Hats are like Al-Qaeda agents, yep. like that the, it's just a propaganda effort and that they don't really help anyone. It's like... There is a lot of documented evidence of them helping people. The The main piece is the documentary made about them that won an Oscar. Yeah. But... He's like, that's an Al-Qaeda Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And also... Uh, and because like the Jews love giving Oscars to Al-Qaeda. Yeah. And seeing as they run Hollywood, it's the perfect... Yeah. It all just ties in perfectly. Apparently all the footage was shot by them and then given to like documentary makers. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not. That's what everyone claims. But I, like they were founded as a completely like volunteer ragtag bunch. Yeah. And then other governments were like, actually there's no one really helping out in Syria. These people on the ground will give them some money. Yeah. So that's used as like they're funded by UK and US governments to, to do all the dirty work and 
But there's no evidence of them doing anything bad. Yeah, I don't think any like other than the mannequin challenge. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. <laughs> They did a bit of research. They would have had the right music. Yeah, yeah. Then that would have been fine. Yeah. No, I couldn't find anything. And I will not actually. I'll note they did the mannequin challenge. Never saw an ice bucket challenge. That's true. So no, but that that, that they, came before then, though. They don't give a shit about ALS. Did they get on board with planking? Or well, the Harlem Shake? Um, did you see? Have you heard of this guy called Theodore Postal? No. Or Postal. Maybe. I don't know how to say his last name. P O S T O L. Uh, he was on the Russian news, RT. Yeah. And he's an MIT uh, scientist, uh, very, very well respected. He's mm. advised the US Navy on missile um, systems, written many articles. If you need information about missile systems and missiles, he's your guy. Yeah. He was saying, based on what he had seen, the crater shown in the videos that he saw was wouldn't have been made by the bomb that – they say release the sarin gas. Yeah. Uh, and he's like the guy that would know that. Mm. But he's been used as, by conspiracy theorists as saying, because uh, he put out this report and he basically said, I believe it can be shown without a doubt this document, which was the American official document on the, the attack, this document does not provide evidence that the government was the source of the attack. So he's saying the intel doesn't prove the government was the source of the attack. But he's not saying the government was or they weren't. He's just kind of saying it looks a little bit fake or a little bit sketchy from this. And then he's basing it on YouTube videos. Yeah, right. He has which to loading up Russian vids. Pretty much. Right. And it's like, like uh, I understand that you've this guy is he knows his shit. But he and he's called into question other attacks in the past. He also called into question um, the Israeli missile defense system, where. Again, he watched YouTube videos yeah. of it flying out and he's like, see, it wouldn't work because of this. And like I saw someone rebutting that and they're saying like he's looking at YouTube videos with no frame of reference for the, these distances and he's making this assumption. Yeah. So, And then I read some, a couple of other things where missile systems he designed weren't picked up by governments. Mm. So I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder about right. the government at the moment yeah. and he's kind of trying to do anything he can. Um, that, but – yeah, there's any. The, he's probably the most credible voice I've seen questioning the official That's narrative. That's not that credible. I mean, he's got yeah. a, a a lot of credentials. When you is look up at his credentials, you're like, oh shit, this guy. If there's anyone that would know what they're talking about, yeah. I feel like this guy would be a. He's a legit missileman. He's a missileman. I am um, the other. This I think this is my last thing on Syria. I did see someone like traced, like the original false flag hoax sort of thing back through, like all of the channels that it took to get to like Scott Adams or to get to like people talking about it, more mainstream people talking about it. And basically it came back like through just blogs and if you could trace it all the way back, it started with like Assad aligned right. people. Yeah, yeah. A fax that someone sent to Dilbert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog. How do I read faxes? But not like – so there's also – maybe we'll talk about this on a future episode, but there's this huge liberal conspiracy – that Russia is pulling everyone's strings. Yeah. yeah. And so this, these people that trace this back, they, they weren't saying Russia's pulling Scott Adams' strings. No. But they're saying like this Assad sort of Kremlin-aligned media is the, were the first people to say that this didn't happen and then it sort of flowed out and people are picking it up of their own volition mm. but they're not, being, they're not getting a call from Vlad saying mm. – Mike Cernovich, 
Stop, <laughs> stop smashing your bloody brain pills yeah. for a second and get this tweet out there. Put your gorilla mind on Syria right now. Yeah. The Syria is not going to get any better anytime soon. No. There's a massive – like because there's an oil pipeline that they're trying to pump through there, right? Um. And I think in the terms of the conspiracy world and the whole Russian versus American narrative, it's going to get messier. Mm. Luckily, we'll be there to make sense of it all. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Did you see there was a video on Facebook, and I'm assuming it's recent because it's like Trump's press secretary guy talking yep. about chemical attacks. Yeah, talking about Hitler. Talking about how Hitler, Hit, even Hitler didn't use chemicals or gas. Then it's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> There's a video going around with like his inner monologue. His inner monologue saying, that's, yeah, that's yeah. What I saw. It's like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? Why am I talking about Hitler? <laughs> a couple of things that I, I saw um, in 2013, there was another attack. Um, and then Infowars said that the US would do it again. Right. Uh, and they're, you know, impartial. Didn't they also, didn't Infowars also arc up about some report that went out about gas attacks the day before? The gas attack. Oh, it was yeah, from a yeah. gas attack for the week before or something. Yeah, like that. it was just a different, a different attack, different attack, and, yeah. and so, someone tweeted about a, a you know. Oh, see, they knew about it the day before, yeah. and also um, they got their scheduled tweets wrong. Yeah, on on Putin, um, his sort of calling it a false flag, I think, was translated badly. Mm. So it could be translated literally to mean there'll be more provocations from the uh, within the war that's happening. Uh, and then that was used to – people said, you know, he meant false flag. You've got to, you know, um, things can't be translated literally. Uh, there's no way to translate <laughs> the Russian into the English. <laughs> the other thing, um, there's this young uh, – I think she's seven years old using Twitter. Have you seen her? Oh, yeah, I saw this. Um, apparently she's a mouthpiece for, uh, you know, propaganda. Yeah. And what, basically she's got a verified Twitter account and she's tweeting, tweeting about how horrible the Assad regime is. And – People are saying you know, it's fake and she doesn't exist and, and her dad works for ISIS and all this stuff. Is she a seven-year-old um, in Syria? Yeah, she's in Turkey now, but she uh, was in Syria for most of it. Um, and then I looked into the evidence that she's actually a seven-year-old and she was where she says she is and like people have just verified it down to – in the background there might be a building in one of the, like a video or a photo she's put up and they've you know located that, that exact building in Syria where she says she is. Um, all that stuff. Her How's she got the blue tick though? Her mum is a journalist. Oh, right. And I think, so I think her mum kind of translates her tweet. So, look, I think her mum's doing a little bit of coaching. Oh, yeah. Because I read some of these. I was like, well, this isn't a seven-year-old tweeting this. Yeah. <laughs> the seven-year-old would be like, where's me bloody finger paints? Yeah. Oh, not finger paints. Where's me bloody brat doll? Let's take a break and get into a bit of Jesus. I wish I, I didn't eat all my Easter eggs and I could have shared some Easter eggs before we got into this Jesus Malarkey. Yeah, it would have been nice. Oh. Oh, well. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, nice, nice bring back in. Thanks. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no thanks. Thanks. To be good to be back. Yeah, good work. Uh, so today, I just wanted to talk about a man. Yeah. You might know him. He was a bit of a rebel. Yeah. Didn't do what his friends wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. You know, played by his own rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you know that time of the year, Easter, where he's pretty prescient. That man was Judas. 
Yep. Got some sweet silver, turned in his mates. Yeah. And probably lived an awesome life. He was on that grind. Yep. Judas, we know what's up. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, his, the one that he turned on. What What are some Jesus conspiracy theories? What do we, what do we have? The, you know, like all of the multi-level marketing people like doing like Amway and like the, the young one things where they sell energy drinks and stuff. Are they ever like, you know, all of their mates are like posting like inspirational Jesus quotes on Facebook. Are mm. they posting like inspirational Judas quotes? Like, yeah, you got to do that grind. Sometimes you just got to turn on your friends and sell them <laughs> a bunch of energy drinks. <laughs> it's a it's many layers to that. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Jesus today. It's mm. Good Friday, 2017 years ago. Yep. Give or take. Yeah. Uh, Can we he was, take 33 years off that? He was horribly murdered. Yeah. Uh, grisly death. Yeah. Came back. Mm. And Did he though? Yeah. Yeah. And then he went back and died again. Yeah. What was that about? What is the purpose of him coming back? Yeah. Goes away for three days, comes back for like a half an hour. Yeah. And then he's off. All right. Cheers. Thanks for putting in the effort. Thanks for battling your way back up through hell to stick around for like half a day. It, Old half day Christ, they call him. It's like just before he died, they're like, man, someone's like, I bet you can't come back. And he's like, ooh, whatever. Three days later, see? Anyway, I'm actually dead. All right. But like all grisly deaths, yep. didn't really happen. Yep. Some do. You're saying it was a false flag? It was a false flag. All right. What have you got for us, Robbo? What, well, what really happened? Jesus uh, did not actually die. It was his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, had, he had many brothers, but this one brother in particular- where are all these brothers coming from? Uh, well, a mummy Jesus and a baby, <laughs> a father Jesus, love each other very much. But they wouldn't be his brothers, they would be his sons. No, sorry. No, his mum and dad. Right. Yeah. His mum wasn't mummy Jesus. <laughs> Look, I've read the Bible. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. His mum and his stepdad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. So the half brothers. Yeah, half brothers. Yeah, fair point. So it was his brother, half brother that died on the cross. Jesus bailed. Got yeah. out of there. Did they do the old switcheroo? Yeah. They, they dressed in the same clothes. Yeah. You go in now and yeah. then I'll come in after and we'll trick them. I promise they won't murder you. <laughs> That's a classic Jesus move, isn't it? Oh, totally. He's the kind of guy that would do that. Like you look at him like, yeah, he's a prankster. Anyway, Jesus buggered off to Japan. Right. So uh, is this how he pulled his resurrection thing off? Oh, possibly. Didn't actually die. Then it was his brother. Had the same clothes on. He was yeah. hiding behind the rock. Yeah. Had some wires. Like pulled him up on the wires. Yeah. No, I thought Jesus popped out and went, see, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So it, then he went to Japan. Yeah, he went to Japan. So he there's a there's twelve years in the New Testament which are unaccounted for. The right. lost years of Jesus. Which is about how long it would take to walk to Japan. Yeah, give or take. So apparently he is went it? No, I have no idea. <laughs> he went there and hung out for a bit in those twelve years. Yeah. Loved it so much. Thought, fuck, I am gonna quit this sweet life that I have. Uh, you know, being the the son of God, yeah, I'm going to go to fake my own death, yeah, kill my brother. <laughs> he's he's pulled a bloody Richard Simmons, yeah. He's gotten sick of that, you know, the celebrity life, yeah. He's spent so much time giving and giving and giving, yeah. He's like, I just want to be left alone. And he took his brother's ear, or yep. I think part of his brother's ear, with him. Why? Uh, so he could bury it in Japan, right? As like a memento of his brother. Yeah. And then what happened? And then he farmed garlic for the rest of his days with the family. Who believes this? Well, so there's a Japanese uh, village in Japan. Uh, I don't like, think I- we've got the best garlic. 
Yeah. That could have only grown if the brother of Jesus' ear was buried in the ground. Here. Yeah, it's good fertilizer. He, there's this place in Japan where they believe that, that this happened. Yeah. And there's a couple of weird things happening there. Like every year they, they celebrate um, Jesus in springtime. Yeah. People uh, dance around his uh, supposed grave. There's a grave site. And they chant words in an unknown language, which has been passed down for generations. Right. Uh, is this the, just a this village thing or is this a Christians in just Japan? Just this village this thing. But not it's, a Christians in Japan thing. Well, it started with a, kind of a, a sect of Christians in Japan. Yeah. Um, and I think Christianity was outlawed in Japan for a while. Mm. And this, I think the, the Shingo cult, uh, and they, one dude, this, I, think, I think his name was Shingo in 1936, he was like, oh, I found all these documents that prove that Jesus was uh, came here. Yeah. And also that Adam and Eve, 15 miles down the road, that's yeah. where they come from. Uh, and Moses, turns out, he was uh, – that happened in Japan as well. Seems like um, all of this would be very convenient if you're trying to run a cult in Japan. It yeah. is very convenient. He, um, So they don't actually have the original documents. No one saw them. They burned on a fire. Yeah. But they made up like replicas. And one of them is signed, Jesus Christ, Father of Christmas. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's described – by the, the cult and the people of this village as being a long-nosed goblin. Yeah. The local dialect has some words that are close to Hebrew and people in that region for years used to wear togas and used to swaddle their babies in baskets like they did in Israel. Yeah. The evidence against it was, well, all the well, stuff I said about the priests that just I, made it up. I can tell you the evidence against it. You just have to read the Book of Mormon, yep. which clearly states that Jesus went to Utah. And unlike this dodgy bloke with his, oh, I lost the original documents, but I've got these copies. The Mormons had bloody golden plates that you could read the secret messages on if you had the magic glasses. Yeah. Does anyone have the magic glasses? I don't know where the magic glasses are now. Yeah, see, there's your problem. Oh, mate, Joe had them, right? Joseph Smith? Yeah. Yeah. He is the far, isn't he the guy that started it? Yeah, he yeah. found the golden tablets, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, the other thing, uh, some Israeli ambassador visited the site and put up a plaque in Hebrew. Why would he do that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Why would an Israeli ambassador put up a plaque in Hebrew? It's a tricky question. The can, evidence I, against... Oh, sorry. Can I just say, it sounds like someone has literally... has Like some guy from somewhere has actually pranked them like hundreds of years ago. Yep. Well, no. Like... A hundred years ago, nineteen thirty-six. No, but like, but like before that, like yeah, yeah, got yeah. All, there's all this stuff. It sounds like someone has actually rocked up in Japan. He's like, they're like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm Jesus. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can go visit the the museum and his, his gravesite and and where his brother's ear is. Uh, but the documents that he found would have been from a time, uh, Japanese, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Yayoi period, mm-hmm. a time of rudimentary- The Yaoi period, I think. Okay, Yaoi, sorry. Uh, a time of civilization when they actually had no written language in Japan. Right. So for him to have left those documents, not only was he bringing Christianity, but he was also bringing education. What were they, how were they getting about without written language? Uh, don't know. Was I actually that- thought that was, but that was, yeah, I don't know. And then when they cooked up a written language, why did they have to make it so complicated? <laughs> Don't know. That's probably another conspiracy. Another thing that's kind of an offshoot of this, Jesus, his descendants, people that are said to have descended from him actually live in this village. And there was a guy with blue eyes, which I think is how a part of us started. 
which is you know rare. So he must have had to come from Israel, which yeah. makes no sense. This is the guy that started it. I'm <laughs> yep. pinging it on him. So on Christmas Eve uh, in Japan, uh, it's the most romantic night of the year in Japan where couples go out. Um, lose their virginity is, is pretty common. And everyone eats KFC because the, the white beard and the red, they just kind of associate that. Yeah. So I, most people just sort of say it came about with basically Jap- Japan's love for just associating all cultures within their own culture. And so here's some cool things. Let's just say it was ours. Say yeah. it happened here. Go eat some KFC. They go, nuts, virginity. They go nuts for Christmas in general. Yeah. Like because it's like, oh, this is fucking sweet. You get to put up all of this shit. They love it. I love KFC. Yeah. I'd eat that for Christmas Eve dinner fucking in a heartbeat. Yeah. I even eat it for a Christmas dinner. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, and tea. What do you guys have on Jesus? Well, the, the whole the whole Asia thing, yeah. I heard recently the other side of that was in his lost years, he went off and became a Buddhist. Okay. Which would have happened somewhere around Asia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, Cam, you mentioned earlier there was something else that he was Buddha. I think it... Sort of some Buddhists incorporate him into the whole Buddha story. They're like, look, it was just another reincarnation of Buddha. Yeah. At one point, he got, just got reincarnated as Jesus, did that, died, then got reincarnated again as somebody else. Yeah. Well, the, the whole. Bloody like, Buddha, take a stance on Buddhists, take a stance on something. Just, oh, no, nah, every, everyone's cool in this. Yeah. Bloody Buddhists. Well, see, the, I mean, the, the tenets of all of these sorts of religions and stuff is like, let's just all be rad dudes to each other. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. And then, and, and also, they're all based on like mythology and, and stories that happened years, years yeah. before. All so, this if, stuff happened. if JC was a reincarnation of Buddha and he's like, time to do my bloody thing again, hey, everyone, let's just be rad to yeah. each other. And then at that point in time, all the people who follow Jesus attached all this other stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah. And turned it into whatever it became into a world of nastiness. Yeah. Maybe he, you know, maybe that's. And then he ended up going to Asia going, fuck this noise in bloody the <laughs> Middle East. I'm going to get to Asia, settle back down to where it's cool and chilled. Get yeah. some garlic. Grow some garlic. Fuck yeah. Now, Salty, you referred to him as JC. Yeah. We talk about Jesus Christ or uh, Julius Caesar. Jesus de Monte Cristo. Because this is what I've got. Jesus was Julius Caesar. Mic drop. I guess. You that, literally that, dropped your mic. Yeah. What do you mean? That is a ludicrous thing to say. This is, there's this guy who's like, I think there's a few people that are like this, but this is a guy called Francesco Carotta. And he's got this whole thing, which is, is Jesus the historical figure? Mm -hmm. Like not just the guy from the Bible, Mm -hmm. but it's the actual man Jesus. Was he Julius Caesar uh, or Divus Julius, the God to which Julius Caesar was elevated? Right. And so apparently it's like all of the iconography around Caesar doesn't really fit with who he would have been. Mm. I don't like I don't hundred percent follow what this guy's saying. Yeah. But like you know, like the uh the wreath. The wreath around his uh head. That's the crown of thorns. Yeah. There's a lot of um word stuff involved in this. You probably wouldn't pump around with a crown of thorns on your head all, all day though. Like you wouldn't use that as your, your calling card. You'd probably choose something a little bit more gentle. Well, that's why you change it to a wreath, right? Oh, okay. You but like, like do you want to, do, this do you want to like, I've had this crown of thorns on. I want to keep wearing it, but I want it to be more gentle. Like you say, I just don't want to wear a hat anymore. I don't want to have anything on my head. Yeah. Or, or maybe I need these, these soothing plants as a balm. Maybe injuries. 
there's also there's like some busts of Caesar that like so there's like the official like pictures of Caesar and then there's like busts which this guy is saying more what he would have actually looked like. Okay. And then they are supposed to look like Jesus, but then it's like so <laughs> there are some that fit his narrative and they're the right ones. Yeah, and but it's like what do you th- how do you know what Jesus looks like? And I've got a fair feeling that like you know when scientists are like, "Oh, we knocked up a CGI image of what Jesus would have actually looked like as just like an average dude yeah. from this region at this time." And it's like this Arab bloke. It's like I bet this bus does not look like these yeah, pictures yeah. <laughs> that have cooked up. Uh, there's things where Jesus's life is congruent to the life of Caesar. Mm-hmm. So uh, Julius Caesar, well, they both began their careers in northern countries. Caesar in Gaul. Say no more, that's enough. Jesus in Galilee. They both crossed a fatal river. Uh, Caesar crossed the Rubicon. Jesus crossed the Jordan. They- so did my family in uh, Oregon Trail. They all died horribly in the river crossing at the end. Well, at least they didn't have to die of bloody dysentery. Yeah. Uh, they both then entered cities. Uh, Caesar entered Cofinium. <laughs> Jesus entered Caffernaum. You can't use people entering cities as evidence. <laughs> people are literally entering cities. Like fucking 400 million people are entering a city right now. Yeah. Although so the one that – did you hear Caesar entered Cofinium? Yeah. Jesus entered Caffernaum. Okay. They're very, two, two different cities. They look similar when you read them. Like when you don't read them out loud, they look more similar than okay, when, when okay. I say them. <laughs> uh, Caesar found Caffinium occupied by a man of Pompeii and besieged him. Yeah. Uh, Jesus found a man possessed or occupied by an impure spirit. Yeah, all right. You're, and, push, you're pushing And it, he dude. besieged him? <laughs> what a dick. He could have healed him. He was Jesus and he was busy besieging him. Uh, and yeah, then there's like all of these people who have similar names and it's like Caesar, Jesus, Caesar, Jesus, Jesus, Caesar, Caesar, Jesus. If you say it enough times. It sounds. And then there's like Junius, Judas. So that was Brutus who like betrayed Caesar, Judas. Okay. Yep. Uh, but then you've got like Antonius, Simon. All right. Come on, dude. Yeah, you're reaching there, buddy. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason that a lot of the dates about him or a lot of the things about him align with Julius Caesar becoming a god is because they're based on – both things are based on that other mythology, right? Yeah. Like uh, Egyptian or, or whatever, the sun god and things like that. Yeah. So there's a bunch of cooked stuff. Yeah, all right. There's not a <laughs> – there's not a lot to it. Do you – There is a bit more. There's like some stuff in like the Easter like rituals – like the religious rituals associated with Easter that are more like there's nothing in the gospels about like using fire or whatever, mm. but in like the burial ritual of Caesar, there was fire. But the Easter rituals are based on, again, nothing to do with Christianity, right? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> We don't have to get into it too much, but Easter is just like a pagan. Yeah. Thing yeah. Right. It's, it's not even close to being Christian. Yeah. And same with Christmas. Mm. Uh, there's a reason that they both happen to fall on spring and winter, winter. Sol- solstices. Yeah. Stop trying to take my fucking hot cross buns and make me change the name of them or whatever, you yeah. stupid Christians. I'm trying to make them circle buns. Yeah. Yeah. Saw Easter eggs the other day that weren't called Easter eggs anymore. They were called hunting eggs. Yeah. What? <laughs> People Hang are- on. Where did you see these? Uh, I think they were from Coles. Because like, you know. Like Cadbury. Cadbury. You yeah. know the ones that are about this big that you would hide for kids? Yeah. 
Hunting eggs. Yeah, right. The kids hunt for them. So, you know, like Corey Bernardi yeah. and those guys are like, oh, they're taking Easter out of Easter. Yeah. They're taking all of the pagan stuff out of our Christian celebration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like calling them holiday eggs. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Corey Bernardi, shut your stupid face, you fascist. Yeah. You fascist idiot. Yeah. Can you just shut the fuck up for a second? You scumbag. No one's calling them holiday eggs. Yeah. Meanwhile, they are calling them hunting eggs. Yeah, they are. They are changing them. And literally no one has noticed. We just broke that news. It's not the news I really want to break. But my the other theory I've got, uh, which is more interesting. Yeah. Jesus as magician. Hello. I love magic. Family Guy did a bit on this. Hmm. So if you read the like, well, if you read the stories, it's like Jesus did all of this stuff, but the in like the the literature or whatever, it's like other people were doing similar stuff, but they had to do all these spells and right. they had to like muck around with all the magic words and things. But Jesus was just like he he commanded it, and it was done because he had the power of God flowing through him. Right, and so. Yeah, but there were other there were other magicians who could do similar stuff, but there was a lot of mucking around. That that actually seems was the mucking around with like water to wine was they had to take water and add grapes to it. <laughs> <laughs> let, it let it ferment for a while. And then. <laughs> but that that makes sense because basically the story is that Jesus was this young dude that rocked up to some fishermen and some carpenters, and he's like, you know, all meek and stuff. Oh, hey guys, like you know, maybe we should, you know. She join me and he like, you know, whatever. If you went up to a bit of fi- bunch of fishermen, grizzly sea dogs, and said that, they'd be like, well, get out of here, you weirdo. Yeah. Whereas a magician can command a crowd, do some trickery, yeah. particularly back in those days when you look at like, you know, say in India where magicians would travel village to vill- village and they still do it and they swindle people with their trickery. Mm. I feel like that could make sense to me that he could do some sweet tricks and they're just like, what the fuck is this guy up to? Yeah. Let's cast in our bloody fishing. But Go follow this guy. He's going to make his fortune. His big point of difference was he didn't he he didn't showboat. Yeah, he just did it. Yeah. So like other people were doing exorcisms. Yeah. But they would have to do like <clears throat> they'd have to do like all of this stuff, all of these spells. It was a whole production, mm. and then once it was done, this is actually quite similar to like you know when you get a pop up saying that your computer's infected, and you yep. call a number. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we've fixed it up. Yeah. And then they're like, but we offer no protection for if it happens again. You have to pay more for that. Yeah. That's what these other guys were doing. They're like, we got the demon out. Yeah. Now you've got to buy all this shit. This is a classic scam. It is a classic scam. they were running. Jesus was just like, I've got the demon out and it's not coming back. I've fully cast it out. Yeah. Not like these other guys who are going to try and sell you a bunch of like talismans and things. So he was using his sweet tricks for good. What I wonder though was Jesus... Were all of these guys just putting all of this extra stuff on, you know, move some talismans, mm. like, oh, the fucking talisman factory's full. Mm. We've got to get these things out of here. Mm. We've got to do all this shit. Yeah. Jesus was like that, you know, that one masked magician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like exposing Gives everyone. away the tricks. Yeah. 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 He was doing that. He's like, they were all doing the same stuff. But, but he he's was- like, oh, I'm not going to sell them any talismans. I'm just, but, you know, if anyone wants to give me some free bread or whatever. There's that episode of... Um- on that theory, there's an episode of South Park where Stan is trying to show that the who's that famous psychic? 
John Edwards mm. uh, is a fraud and he's like, all he's doing is, you know, doing this and he starts doing the cold read on someone. And like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And like he builds up a huge following and gets a TV show. And the whole time he's like, no, no, I'm just showing you how bad they are at it. Look, I'll show you what they do. And he explains it. And he was like, oh my God, he read my mind. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened with Jesus. He's like, look at these, you know, they're trying to sell you talismans. Yeah. They can't actually walk on water. Look, here's how they're doing it. Oh my God, you want to Yeah, yeah. The Bible did it. Yeah. The Bible did it first. Yeah. Chris Angel, famous magician. Mm. I'm freak. Chris. Chris Christ. Yep. Angel. 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 <laughs> yep. Mind freak. Yep. Mind freak. He does a lot of this. Sort does of a lot of levitating, yeah. Levitating in the uh, famous pose. Oh, do you have anything else, Cam? That's yours? all I've got. Salty, I believe you have a bit of a tasty theory for us about Jesus. Yeah. Kels, we're, we're, the we're, real truth. Yeah, we're going to finish on the real one. Yeah. The real one. Well, look, I, d- I dove deep and I've got pages and pages and pages of notes, but I know if I go through this page by page, it's just going to be insane. As opposed to what you're about to say. As opposed to what I'm about to say. Now, I don't want to freak anyone out, but I'm going to call back our old friends, the Anunnaki's. You're crossing an Anunnaki's? Yes. Everyone is? Yep. Yeah. Jesus was a reptilian. Wow. I don't get a mic drop, but I got a wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't matter now. That's a pity mic drop. You can fucking keep it. <laughs> so, the first thing I came across was this massive sculpture. I don't know if you've seen it in the Vatican. It's called The Resurrection. No, maybe. Let me look it up. Um, look it up. This sculpture is supposed to be Jesus rising, resurrecting out of the blast of a nuclear bomb, I think is what the sculptor said. Oh, okay. So it's not you can't go and check it out no, at the Vatican a, Museum. It's, it's in the, viewing, the big church. Yeah, like yeah. Like a viewing thing. Have a sneaky look at the head of Jesus and tell me that doesn't look like a, a bloody lizard. Yeah, it's pretty lizardy. And this is this is what they use for big ceremonial. Yeah, the event, Pope and right? all his cardinals yeah. sit in front of it, and they film, and there's all people there. And so they like don't that. even try to hide it. They're not even trying. Not to hide even it. hiding it. He's got big, long, gangly, clawy like arms. Ah, uh, have a I look at they're, it. They're pretty. Oh yeah, right. His <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see his actual face, and that's his hair coming out the side. But it just looks like he's got a big dinosaur head. And to me, it just looks like there's an explosion happening to his right and it's being blasted off. Yeah. yeah. That classic thing that happens when a nuclear bomb goes off. Yeah. Yeah. It's blown around in the wind. So when you look at all the, the explosion part below it, it looks, it does look like quite an evil statue. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's a terrifyingly evil looking statue. There's a bunch of different theories about the statue, right? Like how they're all Satan. Yeah. And like, it's, it's talking about like, you know, obviously the, the image of Jesus there looks like a lizard and he's standing above all this, like, Stuff that looks like demons and twisted souls and all this kind of stuff. And one of the one of the videos I was watching on this was saying it looks like he's over standing over a bottomless pit of demons and stuff. And Revelations chapter I don't know, how do you say this? Revelations nine, chapter eleven? Yeah, whatever. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this up for a sweet prank? Revelations 9-11. Oh, my Lord. And they had a king <laughs> over them. <laughs> no, it is actually relevant to this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. can't believe I got pranked like this. Yeah. Oh, God. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. 
whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue, his name is Apollyon. Oh. It's like the, the yeah, bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying that like this lizard Jesus is like the the bad guy of it all over this bottomless pit. And the Pope and all these guys are in front of them, rubbing it in our face. Just like, blatantly. Phew. It's like this is not a good Jesus. This is lizard Jesus. Um, have you seen the wide shot of this church or this this room? Uh, I'm not sure. I may have because it's probably going to blow your mind. The the, the, the sculpture is like made of bronze and it's 60 feet tall. It's, it's insane. Are you ready for your mind to be blown I am. further? Yeah, I'm getting ready to drop my mic. Oh lord! There, so there are stained glass windows and almost like a lizard snake head <laughs> that, that narrowed into the statue. Well, the mouth has fangs <laughs> and, on it. I don't know. If you Google. Paul Sex Audience Hall. There's no yeah. crucifixes. There's no. I've seen this before, and I remember thinking, "Yeah, okay, that's a little bit sus." If you were that way inclined, yeah, looks like a lizard building. It looks like a snake head. Just adding more fuel to this fire. Yeah. Anyway, the theory is that um, I love when salt gets fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient astronauts came to Earth 450,000 years ago. Yep. yep. The Anunnaki. Yeah. They come from their planet Nibiru. Yep. Which orbits the Arset 36. We talked about this last year. The theory is that the Anunnaki came to harvest all the gold on the planet and all our resources. And while they were here, they were like, you know what? We've got to create some sort of people to be on this planet. And they created us. So the Anunnaki came to steal our resources. They're like, look, we need some bloody slaves and people to control on this planet to keep it running. They made people. They wrote the ancient Sumerian tablets, which, you know, they're saying the Old Testament is like a condensed version of these ancient things that the Anunnaki left us. The TLDR. Exactly. The TLDR of the Sumerian (laughs) tablets is the Old Testament. And Jesus is one of those original pioneer Anunnakis who was here to basically go, hey, everyone, this is what you need to do. You need to, it's it's all about controlling us. Yeah. It works out that 3,600 years, the time of Moses, yep. where all this kind of stuff's happening, is when they were here. And in 610 to 560 BC, there was a mass exodus of the Anunnaki. All the old original pioneers left. Yeah, they got their gold. They had heaps of gold. They're like, we're out of here. And use a sweet gold. We'll leave some of you behind. Yeah. So just keep an eye, like, pick up some loosh if you can. Yeah. yeah. Don't bang anyone. No. <laughs> Don't bang anyone. Fucking, you're going to live for 450,000 years. Yeah. You've got plenty of time to yeah. bang Unless people. someone cuts your head off. Yeah. <laughs> or sticks you on a cross or something, stabs yeah, you yeah. in the side. Like, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So they left behind <laughs> some- Unless your brother switches you out and yeah, yeah, off to yeah. Japan, then you're toast. Yeah. So they left some of them behind to control us. And 3400 AD is around about when Nibiru's due to come back. Oh, is it not all 3400? Yeah, that's when it's oh, due back. It's not a big body- it's not a big orbit. Oh, I thought it was soon. Oh, man. I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, we will. Way be. before then. Unfortunately, well, you said that way too emphatic. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, no- or fortunately, do we want to be around when the bloody Anunnaki's come back? Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Do? You? And they're yeah. like, what did you do with all of the gold? Oh, you've been bloody putting in a microchip. So we left a bit yeah. to yeah. come back to, and it's gone. Cheers. Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. The, the theory these cooked units have is Jesus is like, going to come back in about 100 years as the leader of the the New World Order. But when you read about Jesus' return in the Bible, in Revelations, it's not going to be a good time. 
he's coming back to rule with an iron rod. And he's going to kill everyone who doesn't follow his bloody teachings and do what he says. What a dick. You know, that's why we've got to be good Christians. Because <laughs> when Jesus comes back, we're all fucked. Yeah. Unless we, like, want to be good. So unless we persecute some gays. Yeah. Do Easter. I know what I'm doing. Doing a bit political. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's going to come back and everyone's going to have to give him his wealth. Yeah. Their wealth and, you know. Yep. All, all of the gold. Because we left a bunch of gold in the ground yeah. and we were expecting it to be there when we got back. Yeah. We were expecting a bloody loosh farm to have started nicking it. So God is a composite of the Anunnaki gods. Okay. He's God. the TLDR of He's gods. He's the TLDR of our gods for you stupid bloody yeah. little creatures we've made. Yeah. Follow this. Brotherhood of the Serpent. First I've heard of these guys. Was apparently the first secret society which was formed to help mankind spiritually. Probably the first bad secret society. Well, because previous ones didn't get found out because they were good at being secret. Well, yeah, they were the first secret society to get found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was apparently led by two brothers who had a bit of a fight, and it changed from being a good secret society to being a bit shonky, yeah, like the yeah. Pipsqueaks versus the Pipsqueaks too. <laughs> yeah. I noticed you called it the Pipsqueaks 2, like Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, yeah. Was it that or was it number two? <laughs> it was the number two. Of course right. it was number two. I decided it would be fun to call it two. I actually look who's talking to was the reference, but okay. I'll take Teen Wolf. Yeah. Teen Wolf 2 is yeah. a worse. Makes you seem cooler. Yeah. A worse movie, but a cooler reference. <laughs> worse than look who's talking to. Teen Wolf 2 is terrible. <laughs> so it was look who's talking to. I assume. I don't know. I've never seen it. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the theory is that the Anunnaki came, created us, created our Christian religions and Jesus was one of them who was here to control the masses and control all of us. Now, it took a turn into um, a lot of I, other stuff. I've seen, I can see diagrams in your I've next page. I've got diagrams on my <laughs> yeah, next I'm page. Just like when you, I can just see a hint on the next page. There's a cross and you're pointing out that there's if you connect the lines between the, like the edges of the cross, it makes a triangle. Well, yeah, here's, here's where it turns to, right? Alexander Starchild was the person whose video I moved on to next. The crucifixion was a hoax. Well, definitely. Definitely was a hoax to cover up lies about Jesus and his reptilian origins. Covering up a lie with another lie. Yeah. I've seen sitcoms. I know how this goes. Yeah. So this diagram I've got about Jesus being a reptilian Illuminati member. Yeah. When you look at the, the, you know, iconic Jesus on the cross with his arms raised up, you know, attached. Yeah. It's like if you join the three points, it's like he's holding an Illuminati triangle up in the air, in the sky. Look at it. Proud. Didn't we establish that that wasn't the Illuminati triangle last week? Oh, the, it was the, free, the Freemasons, Freemasons. Had the triangle and then with the, the eye in with it. The eye yeah, in it. Which yeah. is supposed to be the eye of God, his dad. Yeah. yeah. So he's just going, yeah, look. So he's a, okay. he's, he was the head of the JZ game by like 2,000 years. Yeah. He's yeah. like, just, just throwing out a sneaky hand signal yeah. for those yeah. in the crowd that are in the know. Yeah. And he was like, and because, even though I can't <laughs> get, I can't get my hands together right now, yeah. I I'll just use the cross to do it. Yeah. Tricky things. bastard. Now, there's also things about the, the resurrection. Yep. And how lizards can regrow their limbs. Yeah, okay. He might have just gone into the cave and regenerated. Bit of a stabby there and, you know, but dead. Put him in the cave. But it was a false flag though. So- so it did happen. Well, this re- is another theory. Oh, okay. Well, two, is, two I'm, I'm just rattling this off yep. psychotic style now. Yeah. So, you know, he, he might have been able to regenerate himself if he was a reptilian. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of these different uh, symbols 
in the current world with serpents on crosses and staves. Staves? Oh, staves. A staff. Yeah. Staves. Yeah. Staves are what like an, a barrel's made up of. So I'm assuming it's a similar word. Wood. Didn't realize oh. Robert was a barrelman. Oh, I'm a barrelman from way back. Cooper. They call me a Cooper. A Cooper. Cooperman. Yeah. The uh, the AMA logo is a staff with a snake wrapped around it. Oh, the, the Australian old, Medical uh, Association. Yeah. No, the, the American. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. This is American. Yeah, and that's like a fa- that's that's a a thing. Like that's a long like a famous health thing. Yeah, famous health logo. Yeah, but is it represent? And it's over a picture of the Earth. Oh, and I believe it's over the picture of the flat Earth. Wouldn't that be representing them trying to help us then? No, it's Jesus coming back as a massive serpent to rule us all. <laughs> why, why would the health industry use that? This is not my theory. <laughs> Don't call me an idiot. It's bloody Starchild's. Richard Starchild. Alexander Starchild. I just, I can see as your hand moves further and further down this page. I'm getting just, to it. I, can just sort of, I can't wait. Is Jesus going to return to earth? Yes, in a hundred years. Yeah. But is he coming back as the- but Is he on Nibiru now? No, no. I think. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, he is. He went yeah, back. Cool. But Nibiru's not due back for another thousand years or something. Yeah, the planet's not due back, but they could, they've could. they got UFOs. <laughs> right, of course. Obviously, that's what they keep in the bloody hollow earth with okay. the Nazis. Keep up. So, the reptilian rapture is coming. The rapture. You know the rapture? When yep. Jesus comes back and everyone who's like nice goes yep. to heaven. Yeah. And the rest of us. Yeah. I'm piling you in with me. Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm We're yeah. cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Now, rapture yeah. or raptor. What the hell just happened? Raptor, lizards, dinosaurs. So, what we're saying is that Jesus was a lizard. Yeah. He's gone back to Nibiru. Yeah. But he's coming back to murder us for the rapture. Yeah. As a raptor. As a raptor. Well, I'm not going to lie. Sounds pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to the destruction. And if I die in that, I'm okay. Yeah. Because, fuck, I want to see this happen. Can we just press pause on, like, saying this is cool and say, you know, all of, like, the stuff about the rapture, like what people say, like, all of the imagery of people being raised up, you know, in, like, beams of light is very similar to, like, all of the imagery around people being abducted by aliens. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So when the, the that's not cooked at all. When the Anunnaki come back in the UFOs to pick up all their mates, and then they they send down the raptors to brutally finish off the rest. Yeah, but makes perfect sense. The problem is that raptors are many many different sizes. Velociraptors are quite small. Deadly yeah. though. Mm. No, I think I think like we just kick, uh, kick them away. Deadly no. and clever. But yeah, there are they can open doors. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other raptors that are quite big. Right. That will probably be pretty deadly. I still wouldn't want to take on a pack of raptors. I've seen bloody- Would you rather take on one giant raptor or- You've been spending (laughs) way too much time on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went into this whole other thing, which I'm not really going to go that far. five pages. Way more. Jesus Christ. Anyway, (laughs) this this guy, Star Gods, was one who took another angle to this, which was that Jesus was here to actually warn us about the reptiles- all right, this is separate from Star Child. This is Star Gods. Star Gods. I sold here. I'm not going to lie. Fucking loving this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into this. This is just like crazy, crazy talk from a crazy man. But he talks about how heaven is the center of our galaxy. Yeah. The aeons are the angels, and one of them come to create God here. 
but she did it without her partner who was Christ mm. and instead created Yahweh, which was like a bit of an abomination of what they wanted to make. Okay. And then Yahweh went and created all this other bad stuff on the earth, which is like why there's badness on the earth. Right. And then from the lower frequencies of all that kind of shit is where <laughs> the lizards come from. Okay. It, he, he goes on and on and on. And he, we I found a video of him from like 2012 and then I found a video of him from last year. And in those four years, he's like aged so much, <laughs> but he's still banging on about exactly the same he's thing. He's taken on the knowledge of yeah. so much. He's got too much ah. on his mind. He's just like <laughs> just like, deteriorating in front of my eyes. It's like the American president. His skin, yeah. yeah. His skincare regime's not being kept up. But this is what I wanted to get to. This is something I found. It's, which getting, was, it's getting wrinkled, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is what I've found, which is five possible theories that explain the resurrection of Jesus. Okay. I thought this was quite interesting, so I thought I'd just throw it in there. Yeah, hit us. The first one is Jesus died, Jesus rose, which is Christianity. Yeah. That's this, the first This theory. is the Selfie's BuzzFeed style list. Yeah, yeah, this is my BuzzFeed style list. I can see the GIFs. Love, sorry, GIFs. <laughs> GIFs. Jesus died, Jesus rose, which is Christianity. The second one is... Jesus died, Jesus didn't rise, the apostles were deceived. Yeah. Which is summed up as hallucination. Yep. They were like, whoa, you know, he's back. They went and partied. Yeah, they were knocking down the bloody dark web. Dark web body elder, Elderberries or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, the third one is Jesus died, Jesus didn't rise, the apostles were myth makers. So he lied. So they, well, no, they, they were like, they made up a myth. So a lie. Uh, well, I mean, no, you can call it a myth, but it's a lie. The, the next one is where that comes into it. Oh, okay. So they, it was like they were, they made a myth of him to kind of keep the, the story good, going. The yeah. story going. The fourth one was Jesus died, Jesus didn't rise, but the apostles were deceivers, which is conspiracy. Yeah. Rather than Jesus was great, let's just make up this thing so that people keep thinking what we're doing is great. Yeah. But then the other side of it is. Let's fucking let's tell everyone that he came back because we need this shit to keep going. Yeah, we yeah, need, yeah. We yeah. need the power. Judas got out with fucking everyone, sweet silver. Yeah, yeah, everyone. We're just going to lie about this. Yeah. The fifth one is Jesus didn't die. Yeah. Which is the swoon theory, which was he was on a cross and he just kind of passed out. Right. They went, oh, he's dead. Throw him in a cave and he's kind of, come to. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Where am, <laughs> Where am I? I? <laughs> yeah. Pours out his. his- Last night's drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were saying that in, in sort of popular uh, life, the myth is becoming one of the most popular sort of things to start believing in rather mm. than, you know, if, you, if you're if you not Christian, yeah. but perhaps you believe in the Jesus his- as a historical figure, yeah. yeah, you can, it's, people are finding it easier to believe that, yeah, he probably didn't come back, but the teachings were pretty good, so... That's they just kind of yeah yeah that's, kept it going because yeah. they knew that you know things were all right. So yeah, that's uh, where I wanted to finish. Man, that one off. that was amazing, salty. Oh. You should be doing the mic drop right now. Boom. All right. If people want to find us online, they can find us at hypotheticalinstitute.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you want to leave us a rating, yep. We're on Twitter at Hypothopod and yep. on Facebook at Hypothetical Institute. Robo, where can they find you, mate? At Ale of a Time and aleofatime.com for my beer stuff. Salty. I am at Saltmarsh on the Twitter. Andrew Saltmarsh illustration on the Facebook. And you can find me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. You can find my other podcast, Gather Around Me, on Facebook, iTunes, gatherarround.me. 
All of those things. Love it. You can leave us a rating too if you like. Yeah. Give but, you, but leave us one first. Yeah. yeah. Us and first. A, and a review. Write and a little it, write a little sentence. Yeah, Make yeah. it funny. Yeah. If you and then if you still have enough rating juice left, rate Isle of a Time. Five out of five. And then probably S Town because it's really good. And then gather around me. Yeah. Oh cheers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. everyone. Don't worry about a thing.